I spoke with Jay Hall, better known as Gizmo, during planting season on his farm. He is not only growing crops, but the lives of young people through pickleball. Gizmo also talks about growing up in the inner city, what he feels his purpose in life is, and why he wears colorful outfits on the court. This is a must-listen-to episode, as Gizmo's story is so inspirational. Let's get to the intro to hear more about Gizmo. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Jay Hall, better known as Gizmo in the pickleball world. Welcome, Gizmo. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, I know you've got quite a story and there's so many things to talk about, but I I'm actually going to start out a little bit differently here and ask you how you got the name Gizmo Pickleball. So Gizmo actually was a childhood nickname. Friends used to tease me. They actually said that I used to resemble the gremlin. So it, it kind of stuck with me through my childhood. And I ended up naming my first dog Gizmo. And it is currently the name of my mini donkey as well. So kind of turned a negative into a positive and just something that never went away. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my nicknames growing up was actually Pickles, ironically enough. I don't think I mentioned that before on the podcast, but uh, good reason I do a pickleball podcast, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The name is fitting. (laughs) Well, all right. Let's go ahead and, you know, get into the pickleball portion and tell me a little bit about how you got started in the game and when you started Yeah, for sure. So I'm about three years um, into playing pickleball. And I used to be a firefighter paramedic in a small town in Virginia. And I was in the gym because we used to go, we used to take the fire truck up to the rec center to work out. I don't really like lifting weights. I find it very boring. So I was just shooting around in the gym and I heard this sound coming from the other side of the gym. And I initially thought it was ping pong. So, you know, I peeked my head around the corner and I saw three pickleball nets and, you know, a bleacher full of people. And I was just like, what in the world is this? Like, I wasn't sure if it was mini tennis. I mean, I literally had no idea. So these two older ladies come up to me and they say, this is pickleball. Would you like me to show you how it works? I say, you know, I appreciate it, but no, you know, no, thank you. I'll just sit back and watch. So I was off work for two days and I went back to the gym when I went back and then I heard the same sound again. So this time I peeked around the corner and the same two ladies come up to me, grab me by my hand, put a paddle in my hand and say, this is pickleball. Let me show you how it works. You don't get to look twice without at least. And I mean, from that point on, it was literally love at first sight. You know, I I tried to play as much as I could at as many different venues as I could. And within six months of being introduced to this sport, I got this crazy idea to chase this crazy dream to become a professional pickleball. Well, that's a great dream to have. And that is that what you're doing full time now? Absolutely. Absolutely. So within those six months, like I said, I, I ended up leaving the fire department and I have not filled out a job application in the last three years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, could you ever imagine back when you were in high school that you would become a professional pickleball player? Absolutely not. I mean, I didn't even know what pickleball was when I was in high school. Quite honestly, I mean, I was too preoccupied with other things, you know, and it's funny enough that you say that because I I start to think back that what if I was introduced to pickleball in my high school years, you know, what, what could my life have looked like, you know, I'm sure it would have been a little bit different than it, than it. 
So what do you think would have been different? Well, so there's a lot of people who aren't good at basketball, who aren't good at baseball, aren't good at soccer, aren't good at, you know, cheerleading, all the mainstream sports. So like I was the only senior that played on junior varsity because I wasn't good enough for the varsity team, you know? So that led to a lot of, you know, like depression issues and stuff like that. But, you know, if I would have found, if I could have found pickleball, which, you know, may have been my niche, you know, it, it may have helped me out as a youth a little bit. Now, is there anything from your sports background that you feel, you know, really does benefit you in, in pickleball? I mean, pickleball is a really different game than the sports you were just talking about. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't play any sports at a high level, you know, I you know, neighborhood sports here and there, but I, I was never a, a star athlete as a child. So, you know, I didn't play tennis. I didn't play ping pong, you know, no racket sports. So I, I don't really have much to, you know, to carry over from past sports experiences. But, you know, I tell everybody that I come into contact with this game of pickleball is just 5% physical and 95% mental. So for me, I think the mental aspect is more of a draw to pickleball for me. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, my background is as a sports psychologist. So I've I've actually not heard any of the pros say that the game was that mental, 95%. So what what does that mean for you? How 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 talk about it a little bit more? Well, so I'm sure you've been to a pickleball court where, you know, people People tend to judge people based on how they look, you know, whether it be, you know, this person t- looks a little bit bigger, they may not be able to move or this person is a little bit shorter. So we're going to lob them or, you know, basically base their strategy based on the prejudice that they have of the person. But once the score is called zero, zero, two, absolutely amazed, whether it be an older person who is actually more mobile um, on the court than, than, you know, once expected, or their hands are a little bit faster. So the physical aspect, like, yes, it's there, but as far as being able to, to outlast the, the person, it's almost like a chess match on the court, a physical chess match, as far as moving that ball to create the gaps that you need to, to, you know, to, to create a point, basically to end the point, you know, hitting the ball, anybody can do that. But being able to hit the ball without speeding it up and stay in, you know, mentally locked in to outlast your opponent. I think that pays huge, huge dividend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the keys to moving up in pickleball is, you know, just getting that, that consistency, like you're talking about it. I mean, how, how was it for you? Because you said you'd only played, you know, basically six months and then you were, you know, working on, on being a professional player. Yeah. So for me, I've got a pretty addictive personality. So when I do something, I mean, I'm usually all in. So what I did is I challenged myself, you know, I wanted to play the best of the best um, that I could find. And, you know, that's when I started traveling to different tournaments and, you know, in my area, it's a smaller area. And, you know, there are a few four, maybe four or five players, but to see that type of play on a consistent basis and to see the 5-0 play on a consistent basis, I, I literally had to um, leave my comfort zone of, of my local play and, and start traveling. And so are you pretty much where you want to be in your pickleball game or, you know, what, what are you working on? No, 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 no. There's always room for improvement. You know, it's so for me, and I guess it's kind of like the caveat about my story, like, I truly couldn't care less if I never win another medal, you know, if I never win another dollar from playing pickleball, 
I mean, because for me, that's not why I do what I do. My goals in pickleball revolve around introducing pickleball to an entire different demographic, you know, introducing it to as many people as I can. So, you know, I go into the school systems. I focus heavy on the youth side, introducing pickleball to demographics that may have never been introduced to it. You know, it took me 31 years before I was ever introduced to pickleball. So for me, my pickleball goes, I'd like to see pickleball in, you know, middle schools across the country, high schools, you know, eventually colleges, hopefully kids can start getting scholarships for pickleball. So like, that's kind of where my mindset goes as far as my goals for pickleball. And then I also know that you've got, we'll call it, I guess, a pickleball farm. Talk a little bit about what that is and, you know, who you work with through the farm. Yeah, so my wife and I own a 10-acre farm in Fauquier County, Virginia. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. And what we do is we provide an oasis for kids and families to come out and, of course, learn pickleball. We've got a pond, so we take them fishing. We do a bunch of farming and crops where we donate our crops to the Prince William County Community Foundation, where they go to middle schools every Friday and give out fresh produce um, and canned goods to families in need. So we bring kids out. They help us, you know, grow the crops. We teach them about the crops. They help us harvest the crops. We've got chickens, turkeys, ducks, pigs, mini donkey, goats, you know. So basically, we just want to provide a, a, sp- a safe space for people to come out and, you know, be introduced to things that they may or may not have had the opportunity to be introduced to in hopes that one of the things that we are introducing them to grasp their interest long enough to just keep them out of the way. You know, I wish I had somebody when I was younger to tell me no matter what you do, just stay out of the way. So that's, that's kind of what we do here. Did you say just stay out of the way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me what that means. So, you know, Life, when life happens around you, there's a lot going on. And, you know, as a youth, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I ended up running with people who I won't even say they knew what they wanted to do, but it wasn't, you know, looking back, hindsight's always 2020, wasn't necessarily the right things to do. So if I could have had a hobby or something that occupied enough of my time to where I could have just stayed out of the way and not gotten in trouble until I actually locked in on what my purpose in this life was, I think I could have been a lot further than I am now. Yeah. So pickleball then is your, is your thing? Yeah. Pickleball, pickleball is my thing. You know, I know my purpose on this, on this earth is to help people. That's kind of what I do. That's what makes me whole. That's what completes me. You know, that's wholeheartedly what I feel that I was placed on this earth for. So that's why I chose to join the fire department, get my paramedic, you know, because I was helping a lot of people, you know, you can help a lot of people in the back of the fire truck. I mean, I worked in the ER for four years, you know, I loved it, but the amount of people that I could help by traveling state to state doing pickleball and eventually going country to country, introducing pickleball to different demographics, the amount of lives that I can be able to potentially reach and, maybe help change hails in comparison to the amount of people that I would come into contact with in the back of that paramedic. Right. Good, good point. Now, how, how have things been working with the farm? Because I think that's probably relatively new. And of course, we're just kind of coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Yeah. So the farm is, is it, it keeps me busy. So we've got a lot going on right now. It's definitely planting season. So crops that we're growing are corn, potatoes, tomatoes, onions, lettuce, beans, peas, uh, and a ton of other flowers that cucumbers. I mean, it's literally, you name it, we're growing it. And the, again, we're not growing it for us. We're growing it to donate. So I've, I set a goal of a thousand pounds that I want to donate to the Prince William County Community Foundation. And I think that is a and a very achievable goal. But again, this is literally my first rodeo. So, you know, I grew up in the inner city. We bought the farm two and a half years ago. So like fine wine, it's gonna get better with time, you know, but I'm kind of just getting my feet wet as far as the farming aspect. But we were just approved for a USDA uh, grant for a high tunnel. Because what we wanna do is to be able to provide uh, crops for the foundation throughout the winter months. So what the high tunnel is going to allow us to do is to be able to grow, continue growing cool weather crops inside of almost like a big greenhouse type structure. So we actually just signed the paperwork and the contract for that yesterday. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, we're busy. That's, that's what I can say. We're busy. Yeah. Well, that, that's so cool about that high tunnel. My father was actually, his family was, was farmers. And so I always had kind of that, somehow he passed, passed down his green thumb, thumb to me, but I can't even imagine, you know, coming from your background, how, how have you learned how to, you know, grow crops and take care of the animals? Yeah. So definitely a lot of YouTube. I mean, I've gone down that black rabbit hole of YouTube until the wee hours of the early morning, you know, and and there's some great information out there. There's great information on the internet. I've actually a good friend of mine. And and this kind of goes back to what I'm saying as far as like, like birds of a feather will flock together. So before we bought the farm, there's a friend of mine who he has a farm, an eight acre farm. So what I did is any free time that I had, I went to help out on his farm so that I could gain exposure to it. And the thing about exposure is once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that goes with anything in life. So being exposed to it on a small level, it again kind of just started to 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 pique my interest more and more, and I'm gaining more knowledge. So once we did buy the farm, I almost to a T tried to mimic his farm, and it it's worked thus far. And I've had to make minor tweaks, but having a mentor is huge in in this space and with anything. Well, very true. And I'm, I'm sure you're mentoring lots of um, kids through the farm, whether it be, you know, the, the growing aspect of crops and whatnot and the animals and then pickleball. I mean, how many, how many kids, you know, do come to the farm and really start to enjoy pickleball? Yeah. So we did a spring break camp over the spring break and we had about 10 kids come out. And then we're also going to do summer camps throughout the summer months. It, you know, and it, it was kind of awkward, if you will, because you know, right around the time we did get everything going with, you know, getting farm insurance and getting the nonprofit status and getting the business license and kind of getting all the formalities out of the way, we were, you know, right in the middle of COVID. So it's like, you know, okay, you've, 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 you've got it laid out, but now you've got to make a pivot to even make it viable option, you know? So we've tried to limit the number of families um, that come out at each time. You know, again, we're, we are a 10 acre farm, so we do have separate stations set up. So like, while one group is fishing, another group can be farming while the other group can be, you know, dealing with the animals. So, you know, we've, we've 
I think we've done a pretty decent job of, of socially distancing and, you know, keeping everybody um, as safe as, as they feel comfortable with. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the animals and here I am looking on the, on the website and I, I love your head of security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. And, you know, the funny thing is all of our turkeys and all of our other animals, they all have their own personality. Right. Yeah. I see uh, Charlotte is the official product tester. She looks like a good sized pig. <laughs> yeah. We call her Hurricane Charlotte. She, anytime she gets out, you know, she's, she doesn't mean to be, you know, like knocking stuff over, but I mean, she's, I'd say pushing 600 pounds of, of straight muscle. So if she touches it, it's going to break. I can guarantee it. Wow. That is huge. I could not tell that by the picture. <laughs> that is funny. But yeah. And then there's a great shot of Mr. Pickles, the head greeter of the pickleball. Yeah, he and so he was actually our first turkey that we got, and he was hand raised by a lady, and he actually loves people more than he does turkeys. So I don't care what time of the day it is, he's either on the front porch or the back porch, pecking on the the window, trying to get somebody's attention. And then if we're out in the garden, you know, he'll hop the fence, he'll limbo under the electric fence just to come out and walk beside us and strut and show us he's pretty. The guy's out of his mind. Yeah, well, actually, looking at the picture, he really is pretty. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there were white turkeys before I uh, actually had my, you know, I just think of, you know, wild turkeys as like the gray ones, the black ones. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, back to pickleball here for the minute, for a minute to just kind of finish up the uh, podcast interview. I mean, one of the things I noticed in looking at the pictures of you, Gizmo, on the court is you've got the best outfits ever. How did that come about? Oh, I appreciate that. So before I got into pickleball, I used to fish bass fish semi-professionally. So one of the big things in the bass fishing industry is customized jerseys. So, you know, people would get their sponsors names and stuff printed up on their jerseys. I mean, in these really intricate, like full sublimation jerseys. So once I started playing pickleball, you know, I wanted to stand out and be different. And I'm like, man, my, my, the guy who was making my jerseys, he's, he's actually out of Brazil, but he's like, Hey man, you know, I can put anything you want on there. So, you know, if you want, and I'm like, well, absolutely, let's do it. So I started, you know, getting a few jerseys made up and then he's like, man, I can do leggings too and shorts. And I'm like, Oh man, now we're really talking. So, you know, I started getting as many different colors, shirts, leggings, shorts, you know, crazy socks, mismatched shoes. You know, we all hit the same ball over the same net, you know, and we're all doing the same thing. My thing is, I just want to stand out in whatever I do. And it's funny when people walk by me, they're like, man, you're really bright today. And and the first thing out of my mouth is, man, I'm just trying to fit in or I'm just trying to fly under the radar, you know, and and that immediately gets a a smile from them. So, you know, as long as I'm putting smiles on people's faces, I, I think it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I am smiling and I try not to laugh into the microphone when you're telling that story. But yeah, that that's great. I love it. So when you're, you know, you're traveling, you've got so much going on. I don't even know how you do it. But when you're traveling around the country, you know, doing pickleball, are you typically doing, you know, pickleball clinics in the areas where you happen to be traveling to? Absolutely. So what I like to do is, again, I'm not in it for the money. So my thing is everywhere I go, I want to do a free kids clinic. You know, adult clinics are fine. And I absolutely love to teach them, you know, to paying customers. But my heart is after the youth. So three weeks ago, I did a free youth clinic and tournament in 
at the Virginia Classic last this past weekend. I just did a uh, free kids pizza and pickleball party in Atlanta. I was just down there for the Atlanta Open. I've got one for the PPA Rocky Mountain Championships. I'm doing one in Wyoming. Ah, there's one more I'm trying to think. But yeah, so my thing is when I go to tournaments, I either want to do host a free kids clinic or I want to go to like the juvenile detention center in the area and speak to the kids and take pickleball stuff there and donate stuff like that. So like that's kind of more where my heart is. And so what are the kids' reaction to all that, especially like the ones when you go to a juvenile center? Oh, they I mean, they absolutely love it. I went to one in Petersburg, Virginia, and they're already teaching them pickleball in there. And, you know, they their, their faces just lit up, you know, because for one, the juvenile detention centers, when, when kids go there, you know, they think that people have forgotten about them. And that's when I go. That's the reason that I do go there is to show them that they are not forgotten about. You know, I've, I've asked guards there and I'm like, yo, like, do people really come visit them? And he kind of like had to think about it. And then immediately in my mind, I'm like, yo, if you even had to think about it, the answer is no. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, nah, nobody really comes and visit them. So like, again, I go there to just show them that, yo, you're not forgotten about, you know, you may have made a mistake. I get that. I've made tons of mistakes in my life, but you know, it's not over and you know, don't give up. All right. Well, that's good inspiration. And to finish up today, I wanted to just ask you, which pickleball paddle do you use and why? I think I might know the answer to this one, but just tell the audience. Yeah, so I like to use the Players Pickleball Rogue 2. The the Gizmo edition is, is my, my weapon of choice, if you will. So it's got gel core technology, and it does an amazing job of when you're blocking the balls, the absorption on the paddle. And the thing about, I guess, my favorite aspect of the Rogue 2, or any player's pickleball paddle, and for that matter, is they are fully customizable. I mean, literally, if I wanted to get my turkey's face on a paddle, I could do that. If I wanted to get, you know, Charlotte on a paddle, I could do that. And I mean, let's be honest, it's 2021, you know, what full customization should be the absolute industry standard, in my opinion. So, you know, I think that they're leading the market as far as that goes. And, you know, I definitely applaud them for that and honored to be on the team. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah, I agree with the customization. So, you know, you do have so much going on. If somebody wants you, you know, to run a kid's clinic or, you know, wants to come to your pickleball farm, where's the best place for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, so you could literally just send um, a cheeseburger with a carrier pigeon in the sky, and I guarantee it'll get to me. But I mean, anywhere you can Google Gizmo Pickleball, you can, you know, all social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram, Gizmo Pickleball or Pickleball Farm like, and, you know, the main platforms we use are Facebook and Instagram. So. All right. Well, great. Thanks for all the options. And really just thank you for a great podcast. You're definitely very inspirational. So totally busy. I'm so glad you could squeeze in these 30 minutes. So thanks again for being on the show, Gizmo. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 